Hello and welcome to uh, our extra podcast this week. We're coming to you on the back of uh, the Black Friday and Cyber Monday events and we thought it would be great to get together and discuss for a brief 15-20 minutes the early results from the Black Friday and Cyber Monday weekend. Some of you may know that Prospero do an annual report. That report will be published uh, at the same time as this podcast, so you'll be able to see the results of that survey, which goes out to UK consumers after the event to gauge the sentiment and feelings um, around how they found the event and what they did this year. Useful reading for all you retailers out there so that you can get some insights into your planning for future events. So I'm delighted to be joined by David Kong. Hello. Hello. And Mark Pinkerton. Hello. Um, and uh, thank you for joining us, guys. And I think we'll start with some of the summary findings that came out of the report. There's quite a lot in there, but for our listeners, I think we should just pick out some of the, the more juicy points. Um, and none more juicy than the concept that actually distrust amongst those that we polled about the validity of discounts seems to be on the increase. Um, we, we saw a 20% increase in those people who were distrustful of the prices during this year's Black Friday. Suggest so the problem's getting worse. David, did you hear anything similar to that from your um, your research? Yes, I think one of the key issues is probably the the length of Black Friday. Uh, those of us who have been around long enough will remember that it started off being a single day. Uh, it didn't take long for it to become a weekend running into Cyber Monday, and then it became a week. And now uh, it appears to be a full month. Um, I, I think the IMRG figures suggested that 40 of their sampler retailers had started on the 1st of November, whereas last year that figure was only 11. And I'm sure that running the Black Friday promotion for a month does not engender a strong level of trust in either the original pricing or in the fact that Black Friday is a special event. So I would imagine that's one of the key factors that's driven this change that you found. Yeah, I suspect uh, that's entirely related. And, and also the fact that retailers these days are playing with the differential pricing um, yeah. Whether that's on a geo basis or a, or at a customer level, which leads to um, potential confusion, and not everyone's doing it, but the, but some of the big ones are definitely doing it to work out whether they can increase their margins in certain parts of the country or certain parts of the cohort groups. I suspect that's uh, also adding to this feeling of distrust. Mark, yeah, I'd also, I'd also, yeah, I'd also throw in the fact that because we've had both a cost of living crisis and significant amounts of inflation in the UK economy in the last 12 months, that that has made people's understanding of where the price points are for certain items really hard for them to gauge. And that basically and the fact that the, the whole term greedflation has come to the fore, I think there's a lot more general dissatisfaction amongst the public with the prices of, of, of goods generally whether that's, you know, obviously groceries is not really part of Black Friday to the same extent, but I think that's set the, the sort of base level of expectation for consumers out there. However, that's a hypothesis and I don't have the data for that. David? Yeah, and there's there's always been an issue, I think, with special purchases versus regular range. Yeah. 
Um, Again, I've got no strong evidence to suggest that this is the case this year. But certainly my sense from the various retailers that I follow and that I buy from is that there's been a greater prevalence of special buy-ins and, uh, if anything, a lower prevalence of range offers on, on the regular range. And again, I think that engenders a little bit of distrust in customers. Yeah, yeah, and, and the the overall sort of levels of discount that I've witnessed have have not been at the sort of fifty sixty percent levels. They've been at the twenty to thirty percent levels, which shows that retailers are really protecting their margins. Yeah. Okay. I think just in terms of context, um, maybe we should have said this from the start. I think, David, you were saying off air that the IMRG numbers are suggesting that performance, top line performance over the week, the Black Friday week, is really no different from the running rates in the months leading up to it. So it it feels like a bit of a neutral kind of event. Would that be fair, Andrew? Yeah, I think like many things it's there's conflicting bits of information but certainly in terms of the imrg stats they've recorded just under a minus two percent year on year for the black friday week and that's very much in line with the trend for e-commerce sales across the last four months july october september etc so it seems like it's become much of a muchness in terms of performance one of the other statistics that I know you're going to go on to talk about is how that split between high street multi-channel retailers and online only retailers, where, again, it looks as though the online only's have done materially worse than the multi-channel retailers. Yeah, great, great segue into, I think, probably our second finding, which is good news. You know, we're, we're often guilty of, of leading with bad news or rather negative news. But this is a good one for the multi-channel players out there. It feels as though there's been a migration towards multi-channel, whether that's as a result of the um, the capabilities that they have been developing or whether it's the customer solutions they offer, I don't know. But a move away from those people who only ever physically go into stores and equally a move away from those businesses who are only ever uh, online. So it, it feels like in a kind of sea of beige a bit that multi-channel may have done a little bit better which i know personally is a is a is a good feeling for me well certainly in terms of the figures in the survey we've seen that online only appears to have declined slightly and we've seen that the multi-channel figures have increased year on year uh obviously our survey is is a little uh on the small side but that is definitely in line with what we've seen from the imrg stats throughout 2023 and in truth through most of 2022 as well okay cool all right our next finding i'm going to ask mark to just talk a little bit about and it's it's actually a behavioral one um interesting this one for me that feeding into the fact that black friday has now moved from being a day to a week to a month long our survey suggested very strong movement uh, towards those who are triggered to buy on the spur of the moment. The, I guess probably the antithesis of this is that they're not planning for Black Friday in quite the way maybe they used to when it was one day. And, and most of them are not even kind of planning what to do. They're just arriving and shopping. Mark, what do we read into that? Yeah, well, I think that goes back to the point that we were talking about earlier of Black Friday being less special than it used to be. And it's a much longer event. And therefore, 
if you've got that degree of certainty that you're not going to miss out on something, the whole FOMO piece um, is, is reduced. So, you know, we had uh, quite a big increase in the number of people saying that they were going to, they did all their shopping on the spur of the moment. It was up to a quarter of people this time around versus 20% last time around. Um, and then the number of people actually who shopped as much as possible in local stores also went up, which kind of implies that they've got their normal patterns going on um, rather than doing something specifically for Black Friday in terms of changing their shopping habits that much. Um, you know, the number of people who thought Black Friday was a ripoff is pretty much the same as it was last year um, at 12 percent. Uh, it's, it's not a huge number for anybody to worry about. Um, but at the same time, in terms of the polarization, we had a very slight increase in the number of people who were doing lots of research. So as always with surveys, we're getting slightly mixed messages. But the clearest one is that um, the number of people doing shopping on the spur of the moment has gone up. I, I kind of like that one. I like the localization element that that when I saw that, that kind of pleased me. And I, and I guess probably the theme running through all that we're saying here is that it's becoming more normalized. Yeah. The whole event is, to your point, is 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 less about preparing in a different way for a, a different kind of event. And it's just now being and it's it's a normalized event and people expect it and don't do too much preparation for it anymore, which is kind of a little bit sad. But maybe it's just the way of the world. But it also means that it's not going to trigger people to buy as strongly as it used to be able to do. Yeah. Yeah. OK. All right, our next finding, uh, we've only got two more that we're going to talk about today, um, and there are plenty more in the report. So if you're interested, please hop on to uh, prosperocommerce.com and you'll find access to the report. Um, this one, I think, is going to be very relevant to a lot of our listeners because over 70 percent of the people that we polled expected some sort of free delivery. Now, in fairness to them, the question was caveated with, you know, maybe even if thresholds apply, but they expected 70 percent and nine percent of shoppers said they would not shop in a business that didn't give them free delivery. Now, to your polarizing word, Mark, of earlier, that seems to be happening here as well. 70 percent surprised me. Yeah, it surprised me as well. Um, I think it shows how mainstream now having thresholds for free delivery is as opposed to free delivery across everything. So I think that's in people's mindset is that, OK, if I spend 50 quid, then I will get free delivery um, or whatever the number happens to be. But I, I was actually surprised that fewer people um, didn't say. Well, sorry, I'm surprised that more people didn't say that they avoided the retailers who were going to charge because there has been a shift in in as far as I can tell in the market, there's been a shift in the, in the number of retailers offering free delivery as a carte blanche. I think it's gone down substantially in the last 12 months. Um, again, I've not seen any studies or, or, or data on it to actually confirm that, but it feels like a truism to me. Follow on from Mark, I think as a retailer, you always hope that you're going to see more of an acceptance from customers that they are willing to pay for delivery because yeah. obviously it impacts on your profits. We haven't really seen that in the numbers, but as with Mark, I am quite encouraged by the fact that there's only a very small proportion of our customer base who will steadfastly avoid those retailers who charge at all. Yeah, yeah. Well, look, it's one to watch out for. And I think if you're sitting out there 
and you're not offering a free delivery um, option for events like this, I think you need to think about it because I don't think anybody out there would knowingly want to um, play foolishly with the 70% of people who expect some kind of free delivery that could be encumbering your business. So I'd urge you out there to think about that for uh, for the balance of this year and into next year. Um, final point I think we're going to cover off today is really things we've put under the cost of living crisis really biting. So there were two things in our survey that jumped out at us worthy of a little bit of a discussion. The first is that the number of people who described their purchases during Black Friday as splashing out literally halved um, year on year. Now, we tend to think when we get a trend like that, it's um, it's it's of some substance. So can we attribute that, do you think, to cost of living or is that just is that just the way of the world these days? What do you reckon, David? Look, I think there's uh, so much bad news economically doing the rounds. It's very difficult for people to have an optimistic view of th- their own finances, the view of the country's finances. Um, and I think certainly that was reflected in the survey. Um, I think what is encouraging if you're a retailer is that people have still spent. And in fact, mm-hmm. the figures that we have for who people have spent for We've seen that increase in people spending for people other than themselves, as well as an increase in people spending for themselves. So actually, you've got this slight conflict of data whereby people are saying, well, I've been more generous. I've been more forthcoming with my gifts and my purchases. But at the same time, I'm worried. And I I guess this is one of the great truisms of most periods in retail is however bad things are you can still rely on people to buy stuff and you can still rely on people to be generous at Christmas time. Yeah, I thought that was a a, a good pickup in the data, um, namely that people last year were more likely to say that I bought for myself or for my husband or for my children or for my partner. This year, they were more likely to say that I'm buying for the family, which does suggest a level of confidence that's the opposite of some of the other stuff we've been finding. I think that was, yeah. It's not all yeah, but I, I think there's a slight contrarian view on that, which is that um, because effectively Black Friday is buy, bringing forward Christmas buying um, and that people are buying Christmas presents during Black Friday month more widely than they were, i.e. they're trying to reduce the cost of Christmas. Yeah, I think that might well might well be true. Look, guys, we're, um, we've run out of time now, so I think we'll call it to a close here. Let me thank David and Mark. Thank you. Thank you. For joining us, and we'll look forward to seeing you again on the next one. And in terms of the next one, we're delighted to say that we're going to be launching Season 2 of our podcast series later this month. David, Mark, I, and a whole plethora of guest speakers have put together a Season 2 for you. So for those of you interested in listening to our um, thoughts and ideas on topics related to multi-channel success. There's six whole episodes coming shortly for you to get your teeth into. We hope you enjoy them. And in the meantime, thanks for joining us. We look forward to your feedback. Thanks to our sponsor, Better Commerce. When better is available, good is not enough. Better Commerce, your composable commerce partner.